2: Hi again, and welcome to the Buffs Insider, a weekly podcast here at the University of Colorado. My voice of the Buffs, Mark Johnson. We're going to be talking a little basketball, both the men's and women's side. We'll hear from Tad Boyle and J.R. Payne as their seasons are just around a quarter. But, of course, we've got football coming up tomorrow night. The Buffaloes on the road once again in the Pac-12. They'll be at the Rose Bowl on Saturday night, 7 o'clock. To take on UCLA in a Pac-12 Conference matchup, Gary Barnett and I will hit the air at 5 p.m. Mountain Time with the Buffalo Stampede pregame show and then the kickoff between the Buffs and Bruins at 7 o'clock. So this week, I caught up with linebacker Davion Taylor, who's really an interesting guy. Took the junior college route, of course. Really didn't start playing football at a serious level until he got to junior college. Ultimately ends up at Colorado. And there are NFL scouts asking about him because he's such a fantastic physical specimen and has so much speed and strength on the football field. But Davion Taylor came from some humble beginnings as he grew up in a small town of Magnolia, Mississippi.
4: Um, It's a real small town, like 2,000 people. Okay. Um, Everybody knows everybody, like, sure. and everybody knows what's going on around. That's when you get in yeah. trouble. Everyone knows, <laughs> yeah. and they, they tell mom that afterward. Yeah, <laughs>
2: exactly. What's what's Magnolia, Mississippi known for?
4: Um, probably the magnolia flower. Okay, is our uh, state flower. All right, is it is it a farming community around there or what? what is it? Um, no, it's oh, not. It's, it's just it's mostly not. just like a title of small town. Okay, just, um, what's just it near?
2: would it be something? Bigger town near there? Uh, Jackson is probably about an hour away. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. So it's in that area. All right. Yeah, yes, sir. So sir. And, and you went to junior college. So you've been here for two years now at the University of Colorado. Mm-hmm. And I was just saying, you know, they, that's a tough transition to begin with when you become a junior college guy and you go to ultimately a power five school. And then when you have a coaching change in the middle of that, yeah. it's, it's newness all, all over. You and Delrick both have had to do that this last couple of years.
4: Yes, sir. And it was a big change, too, coming from uh, definitely being in our senior year, like having to learn a whole new playbook. Having to have uh, brand new coaches and everything, it, it was for the best, but uh, it was very stressful at first. Yeah,
2: how do you think you've evolved as a player now into your senior year after what you've gone through?
4: Oh, I've evolved like uh, I'm, I'm on a whole new level. Uh, level, I feel like because I've learned uh, so much more about football. I learned. Uh, I've learned to slow the game down, like learned yeah. how to read, uh, watch film, and uh, just so many things that has helped me become a, a better player.
2: And some people are aware of your story, but but you didn't play high school football, really. I did not. Did you play at all at all in high school? I played uh,
4: junior college, I mean uh, junior varsity, 9th okay. and 10th grade year. Okay. And that was it. And then yep. like, my 12th grade year, I just
2: practiced with the team. All right. And like never played games. So. All right. And you had to talk mom into saying, well, "Yeah, I would like to play mom and.
4: Yeah, well, once I turned 18, I just – I felt like I just – Oh, so you yeah, turned just 18, so no matter what mom yeah. says. Okay, so. <laughs> I wasn't trying to be, like, disrespectful or anything. Like, she <laughs> wanted me to play just because of religion. She couldn't – like as long as I was, like, under 18, yes. she couldn't let me do anything. All right. So what, what were your sports when you were younger then? Uh, track, and I did basketball my senior year also. Okay. So you
2: didn't play even basketball when you were younger? Uh, no, so okay, I did. Okay, just, just ran track. Yeah. And,
4: and I why I, I played basketball because of my speed and I was just yeah. – and uh, I can just jump.
2: Have you always been fast? Yes, always. He was a little boy. You were fast. Yeah, right?
4: I was always hyper. Just loved to run around, just go outside, just run up and down the road.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, you couldn't do anything else. You were yeah, just exactly. go run, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so did, uh, did you compete in, in track in high school? So were you in a state track meet?
4: Uh, yes, uh, I won state in the 100 um, okay. uh, my senior year. Won state in a triple jump. And then I like, came in third in long jump. And then a the 4x1. I also ran a 4x1.
2: Okay. Did you ever high jump or anything?
4: I uh, never did high jump. Tried it one time and couldn't get over the rail. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what? What did you play in basketball? Uh, center, because you're, like I couldn't shoot. I didn't have any handles. <laughs> so I just I just jumped and ran. That's all I did. You're you're not the biggest center in the nah, world. No, I, I wasn't. Can but you, I was very physical. So like I bet you were. So like I just loved to uh, get down and dirty with the big guys.
2: Yeah. Could you dunk? Oh, yes, sir. Nah, it was Not a right. silly question. Well, <laughs> yes, we are talking about a fast guy. I'm always fascinated by speed because I've always just been like a tortoise. I mean, like you know, terribly yeah. slow. So being fast <laughs> is fascinating to me. It makes up for a lot of things, doesn't it, when you're
4: uh, fast? Yes, sir. I, uh, like, instance, it's a busted coverage uh, on me. Like, they hit a uh, quick route, and, but uh, having the speed has uh, helped me just like to recover.
2: Right. The transition, though, and I, I would think the evolution of you as a football player mm-hmm. Because, you, you know, you're playing with guys who were playing Pop Warner when they were 10 years old, right? Mm-hmm. So right. the mental part of this game has probably been one of the biggest hurdles for you because you're a very physical guy. Mm-hmm. But learning this game and being instinctive, has that come?
4: Uh, it, it's starting to come now. But uh, at yeah. first, like definitely this year with the new coaches, like they're, they're uh, used to like having a different type of football program mm-hmm. and uh, something I wasn't really used to. And uh, I had to learn how to just adapt to it. And then, like, I just watch other players also, like uh, players in my position. Like, when they move me to safeties, I didn't know what I was doing at first. (laughs) Like, I didn't know how to really backpedal. I was so used to, like, just being in the box. I mean, being outside the box and everything. And so, I've learned how to just adapt and just watch uh, other people who's
2: just experienced all these years. You know, there there would be, I would think, when you're at the college level, you get players in – Coaches probably make assumptions on well, of course, this guy understands this or this backed up aspect of the game or this technique they really couldn't assume that with you could they because you hadn't played that much football,
4: Yeah, they know I still had uh, a lot to learn
2: yeah and you think've mentally you've come along so where you've kind of got a good understanding. Do you dream about the NFL Oh yes, sir yeah
4: That's always been a dream for mine ever since like when I wasn't playing football
2: right have, 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 have any scouts ever talked to you or anybody ever
4: well, I, there's always been like, after one the Nebraska game, probably yeah. one of my biggest games. was guy came up to me like, "If you keep that up, uh, you'll be in the NFL one day." Sure. And that's just, ever since like then, I just just still stuck. I like, try to go hard every game, and try to like watch film, extra film if like, I have to, and try to like bring my best A game every time I play.
2: Like, I can't wait to watch this guy in the National Football League. <laughs> that, that's going to happen as physical as you are. All right, let's let's talk a little bit about this team. Well, where are you guys at now after losing four straight?
4: Uh, we're we're determined. We're we're not trying to lose anymore. We're just still trying to come. Like it's still week one. We're still trying to come. Like work hard. Bring that attitude, like that. Uh, They're not gonna lose anymore. Yeah. They were just tired of losing. We just have to, uh, like, realize, like, we just can't get used to losing. We just have to continue, just to push, come every day to work, ready to work, ready to get better, and just, uh, just focus on this team because this team you cannot underestimate them, no matter what their record are, and what, like, just like our record, and uh, you just have to just come, just ready to. Just ready to win
2: truly one of the good guys in the Colorado football team Davion Taylor looking to make a big impact tomorrow night as the Buffs will take on UCLA now let's make the transition to basketball the CU men's team is entering the season with much fanfare of course Bubblers are picked second in the Pac-12 preseason poll with a couple of first team all league selections in Tyler Bay and McKinley Wright in fact many believe McKinley Wright's the favorite for the Pac-12 player of the year honors Head coach Tad Boyle and the Buffaloes are coming off an impressive exhibition game victory last Saturday with a win over Pomona Pitzer.
3: Yeah, it was good. I think there's some really good things. Um, we 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 shot the ball well in the first half. Uh, great to have Dallas Walton back yeah. and and uh, doing his thing. And he 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 looked uh, as good as like he's he's never you know had any time off. But uh, you know we he was all out last year. So Deshaun Schwartz did some nice things. You know McKinley and Tyler. Really didn't do a lot, we but we know what they're capable exactly. of doing. Uh, but that was, you know, we played eleven guys in the first half, Mark. We played fourteen overall, didn't get our walk-ons in, which you know I, I wasn't expecting to. But we've got a lot of guys in this team that can play, and we're still trying to figure out, you know, uh, as we how deep we go and and uh, and kind of looking for some
2: separation uh, down the lineup. The Buffaloes led the Pac-12 in a rebounding margin a year ago. You got out rebounded by the saints by the way you still think this is going to be a very good rebounding team? We are,
3: yeah, and and that that was unacceptable. Uh, That's something we we watch film on and talk to our guys about, that, hey, we've got to be – you know, we we really talked a lot during the game, before the game, after the game, about playing the possession, and that's something great teams do. That's something we're going to have to do as as this season goes on is we have to play possessions. It doesn't matter if the score's tied or if you're down 20 or you're up 20. You don't play the scoreboard except for late in games or maybe late in halves. But other than that, we got to play possessions, and we did a good job of that, I thought, for about uh, twenty-five minutes, and then uh, not so good for fifteen.
2: How about Maddox Daniels? First hand chance the Buffs have had to see a, a chance to see him in game type action. What do you think?
3: Absolutely, I, I thought it was good to get the uniform on and kind of get the jitters out. Uh, Maddox is going to be a good player for us. We we need him to. Uh, shoot the ball and uh, stretch the defense with a new three-point line moving out. He's got good size. Um, he's a, he's going to be a good player for us, so it's, it's, you just don't know how quickly guys are going to acclimate.
2: When you've got a team where there's a lot of newness, a lot of young guys, you've really got to do a lot of teaching. You've got a veteran team. How does that change how you approach the season?
3: Well, your expectation level goes up. I think that's one of the reasons why people expect so much of us this year and we expect so much of ourselves is because you do have guys – Returning. I think you cannot uh, take for granted that you guys know everything, but you've got to uh, use last year as a springboard.
2: The Buffaloes with a veteran team as they take off for their first road trip, and what a road trip it is, heading to China. We've known about this for a while, but uh, that's a heck of an undertaking for you guys.
3: It's going to be a long trip. It's going to be an exciting trip, and I think our players are excited about it. I know our coaches are excited about it. And, uh, you know, a lot of times when in the United States, you know, you say you're playing a neutral court game, and a lot of times that's a lot closer to. One team than another is really right. not. We we were in South Dakota a few years with Iowa
2: neutral court yep. game. And a neutral that was not game. neutral court. <laughs>
3: I think Shanghai will truly be a neutral court game. So
2: now this trip has got a couple of different elements to it. First off, there's an educational element to this trip, right?
3: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, our guys are going to learn about. I've already learned a little bit about the the Chinese culture and what it uh, entails, and uh, seeing how a whole different uh, country lives. I mean. Uh, very few people are going to be speaking English in sure. Shanghai, um, but it's uh, we'll have an interpreter with us. The Pac-12 has done a really good job of kind of prepping us for this trip, and, and uh, we're looking forward to it. But the educational piece in terms of traveling to a place like Shanghai, China, is... Uh, I mean, it's priceless.
2: There is a little bit of a warm-up next Wednesday. We won't get into the dates because of the timeline and all that. Exactly, but next Wednesday yeah. back here, you've got an exhibition against a Chinese team. We do.
3: University of Beijing, who uh, won their version of the NCAA tournament last year. And from, again, what we've been told is going to be a good team. But probably, you know, to put it in, in American terms, uh, a good, solid Division II team. Okay. I don't know how much size they'll have. A lot of the good players you know, overseas. They they, uh, they they play professionally right away. Their their university system's a lot different than ours is right over here.
2: And then you jump into it with a team that you're very familiar with. A lot of times when you have a trip like this, you're playing somebody you've never seen before. You've got a conference game that's not a conference game, if that makes sense, against Arizona State.
3: Yeah. And it's, you know, the good thing is we don't, the scouting report, although it's always important, we're very familiar with them. Mm-hmm. And they're familiar with us. And Coach Hurley's been there now for a few years. And they know our system. We know their system. They're going to have more new players than we we will, uh, but it's a familiar foe. So what it's allowed us to do is really concentrate on, on Colorado basketball and our development rather than having to worry about our opponent, you know, that we maybe
2: have never seen before. All right, when, I, when you get back, I want a few words of Chinese bring back Uh, just a little bit? Shea-shea. Okay. I'm not sure what that means, but outstanding. Good luck. Thank you. The Buffaloes leave tomorrow for that big road trip to China to play an exhibition game on Wednesday before facing Arizona State on Friday. That'll be a non-conference game, technically. You can catch that game with the Pac-12 Network. There will be no radio coverage. Now onto the women's basketball team where the Buffs are set to open the season with a great number of new faces for head coach J.R. Payne.
1: We do, yeah. Some days I come to practice, I'm not sure who's who, but uh, we're making it through so far.
2: Now now with that being said, and so you gotta kind of mold this group into a cohesive unit uh, part of that will be not only them figuring out what they're trying to do, but you figuring yeah. them out as well, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. You know the molding sort of of the group has happened very quickly and very mm-hmm. easily We've got a tremendous group of young women uh, that play really well together love each other work hard for each other So that part's actually been pretty easy uh, now We just have to tackle the X's and O's
2: so you, you think about you know who you lost from last year They, they yeah. seem like those two are around here forever, right? I mean, it just, yeah. just a part of this uh-huh. program now. They're yeah. gone So who picks up some of that slack? Or is this going to be a kind of a a roster is going to have to pick up slack? It's going to
1: be a total group effort, yeah. You don't replace uh, Leonard and Robinson, you know, their production with one or two players, you replace them with a team. Um, And so, yeah, I think we're going to have a much more balanced attack offensively and and defensively, and um, yeah, it's going to be, it's just going to be more balanced this year. So
2: when you've got veterans, uh, I guess, uh, a Quinnessa Kelo Doe, Pina Tua Tele, you know, Maya Hollingshead, are they the kind of people that you lean on early?
1: We are. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we definitely. So we only have three upperclassmen this year, um, but we do have a lot of veterans. Just a handful of them are sophomores. Uh, but we're relying very heavily on the three that you just mentioned, um, you know, as well as Sila Finau, who, who played more point guard last year than expected. Um, but it's a good returning group.
2: Yeah, who becomes? Does Sila become the point guard? At this well, point, we or? have
1: two, and I, oh. I truly foresee them playing equal minutes. I mean, okay. if we, if they're both playing twenty minutes, we're pretty good, and we can go in uh, transition the way we want to. We've got a different style, you know, with both point guards. Both are good in transition, mm. though, and um, two pretty dynamic point guards.
2: So, from a stylistic standpoint, I mean, you've got a system you want to run, yeah. but obviously, every team's a little bit different. Yeah. How does this team fit into that system?
1: Yeah. Well, this team is different in that we have a much deeper front court. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Holly Shett is a veteran now. We have Tutele, like you said, who's a veteran. Um, Charlotte Whitaker, uh, Renee. We have a lot of we have a lot of depth. You yeah. know, inside that we just haven't had in the past.
2: Talked to Peanut here a few weeks ago on, on one of our segments a little bit, and she was talking about kind of uh, being here all off season, yeah. the commitment, understanding I'm getting older, yeah. more responsibility. What have you? Seen from her?
1: Well, she's just been fantastic. You know, mm-hmm. she did. She sacrificed and, and stayed her entire summer here. When, at one point, I said, "Pee, you got to go home. You know, she said, no, no, <laughs> I've been home. I'm good. I, I've worked too hard, you know, yeah. to go home. So, she's in great shape. She's working hard. Um, and she's just our most vocal player. Uh, so, she gives us energy, you know, on the floor, off the floor, both ends as well.
2: Give fans who, who maybe haven't seen your squad yet a highlight of, of some of these young players that we're going to see on the court this season.
1: Well, someone that, that people are really going to enjoy watching for many years to come is Charlotte Whitaker. Mm-hmm. She's a 6'4 freshman Uh, from New Zealand and she actually came last January red shirted in the spring and and she's very much sort of a veteran who hasn't played a basketball game in a year and a half um, since she's been here so she's gonna be great she's versatile she can shoot the ball really strong can just do a lot
2: all right
1: who else oh Jalen Sherrod is, is gonna play big minutes at the point guard position she's a she's a point guard from Birmingham Alabama uh, we have Renee Smith from Philadelphia. We have Zuza Kulinska from Poland. <laughs> um, you know, we just have a, a real variety, you know, of young kids. and uh, all bring something different to the table. I like it. Kind of
2: an international flavor that's on this that right, That's right? That's right.
1: We've got Australia, Poland, and, yeah. and New Zealand.
2: Very diverse group. All right, coming up on Monday, the Buffs have got an exhibition game against Regis here at the Event Center. What do you want to accomplish when you get out there on Monday?
1: I just want to play good, clean basketball. You know, I don't expect uh, the first quarter to be beautiful um, just because we're going to have so many people that are under the lights for the very first time. Uh, but our goal is always to play play good, clean basketball.
2: When you've got a team like this, is that fun for you to coach? Because oh, there is yeah. a lot of newness.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, every day with this group has been fun. They get along so well and just bring such tremendous energy every day that we're having a blast.
2: Buffs open up the regular season uh, next Sunday as they'll take on New Jersey Institute of Technology. Give us a thought. We know what the Pac-12 is going to bring and how yeah. high level that's going to be. Your non-conference, how you feel about that schedule. Yeah,
1: I love our non-conference schedule. You know, We start with NJIT, who uh, one of their assistant coaches uh, was, a, was a coach here, LaTanya. Okay. Watson, oh, yeah. so that's fun. Um, but then we have Wisconsin, we have Denver, Colorado State, Wyoming, some tough road tests. Um, so it's, it's going to really challenge us.
2: The Sea Women will have their first action on Monday night at the event center when the Buffs will take on Regis in an exhibition game at 7 o'clock. Well, that'll do it for the Buffs Insider this week. Don't forget, we've got Colorado football tomorrow night. Coach Gary Barnett and yours truly will come to you from the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California, as the Buffs will take on UCLA. Colorado on a four-game losing streak, really needs a victory over the Bruins tomorrow night. 5 p.m. will get things underway with the Buffalo Stampede and then a kickoff between the Buffs and Bruins at 7 o'clock. For head coaches J.R. Payne and Tad Boyle and Davion Taylor, I'm voice of the Buffs Mark Johnson. Thanks for joining us this week on the Buffs Insider. Look around.